0: I started recording, by the way.
1: Oh, you're starting recording? Great. So, um, thanks, um, everybody, for tuning in. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. This is um, Ryan's Diaries, and I have on special guests.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Listen, I hope that
1: everyone I've always wanted my own (laughs) podcast This is my chance So, you said podcast Yeah, we are going to record a podcast My podcast
0: (laughs) Okay, so for today I kind of want to Have a conversation around this idea of creating a village um, or as some people may refer to as a community or a support system and so I brought on my friend Ryan we met um, working about actually I don't even know how long ago it was like sometime in 2017 I want to say that's when we met I think um, so about
1: 2017
0: yeah right so I think we met
1: before that but we started working together and kind of getting more closer in 2017
0: Oh, yeah, because we had um, mutual friends in college. So, yeah, we kind of like knew of each other, similar to like Alina's situation, <laughs> kind of knew her. Oh, yeah, really...
1: right. he's also our ex co
0: Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> I brought
0: on my friend Ryan because he was actually the first one to really introduce this concept to me and really got me thinking um, about who really is my village or who is part of that and what does that really mean? And so, yeah, I kind of want to just ask you, Ryan, like when you first thought of this, I don't even know if you remember that conversation, to be honest, but yeah,
1: I, I was thinking when you're saying that, I was thinking, wow, totally inadvertently, too, because I don't remember introducing <laughs> that concept. To you. I mean, I remember we had a lot of a lot of conversations and we talked about a lot of things, but I don't remember like, hmm, let me bring up this idea of community to Roxy. I don't I don't think I remember that.
0: I don't think it was a conversation in which you were purposefully trying to bring it up. I think it was during one of those times where I used to just complain that I don't have
1: friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) And how it's really hard for me to make friends and just like complaining about life. And then that's when I think when you were trying to offer advice or you're trying to ask questions about like, okay, well, who do? You lean on, and then I started asking you, well, like, mm-hmm. well, who do you go to? Like, if you need advice, like, mm-hmm. how do you mm-hmm. know who to go to?
1: How do I know, how do I know who's in my village?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, what's funny is that I think if you would have asked me that question at different points in my life, I probably would have given you, like, totally different responses. Because I think that my, my community or, like, my village has changed a lot over time and just changed, like... As I've kind of grown and as I've, like, my mindset has changed, I think that my idea of what a community has kind of changed. I think when I was younger and even, like, sort of into the beginning of college, I was kind of into the idea of, like, being popular or, like, wanting lots of friends. And I Mm. wanted to know everybody and be cool with everybody. And I think that was kind of, I think that was kind of my mindset. Freshman year of college, I joined a fraternity. Uh And I was just super into social networking and just meeting tons of people and I was super well connected because I felt like that was like my goal was just to know lots of people. And I interacted with tons of people. Um, but, Somewhere during my undergrad, probably after my first couple of years, I started, I hit a rough patch. Honestly, I just, I got heartbroken Aww. and I was going through a breakup and it was really sad. It was a sad time. And I just started thinking about like, wow, in that sad time, like who, who is the, the one person that I would go to? Like who's the one person that I would count on? Like when, when things are bad, like who's the one person? And I think the reality of it was it wasn't one person. It was like I had tons of like acquaintances and, you know, I would would hang out with, you know, different groups of people and things like that. But
0: Uh
1: I didn't have like a really tight knit, small group that I would, you know, talk to about everything sort of thing. And so I think during that time, my my mindset started changing. And I think I started focusing on, on having a smaller group, not even so much about having like a smaller group of friends much as it was having more meaningful relationships you know having having um yeah just more I don't know
0: I would say quality that that when when you say yeah 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 yeah. I think of quality you were looking quality over quantity
1: that's exactly right and I think that like in having in in trying to have higher quality relationships I think the quantity of like my who I thought of as my friend group just started going down because I'm spending more time with the same people Mm. um and so and I think during that time I I I don't know I think I just learned a lot about I think that's where I kind of learned about community and how important it is to have have to know who your support group is you know I think it's easy to know who your friends are when things are good and everything's you know going great but I think when things are not going good and you know when when you're kind of going through it and, and things are hard to have people who you can depend on and have people who will be there for you. I, I think that's super important. And that's something that I kind of learned in that time.
0: Okay. Now, can you imagine um, me during that time not realizing this? But when you, when we had like this initial conversation or when you brought this to my attention, I should say, it really helped to open my eyes to understand that. Because during that point in time, mm. when we first met, I was very much like me, myself, and I. Like I don't need no one. Oh, yeah. I can do the <laughs> I can
1: remember that I do remember that now, I think about it. Yeah.
0: yeah. We're like, don't open my door. Yeah. I got this. You're, like <laughs> you're
1: in your introvert phase.
0: Yeah. When I kind of like realized, okay, maybe he has some some truth to what he's saying that there does need to be some people. Um, that I kind of go to and then I started thinking about like well who are those people and Mm -hmm. when I looked around like the people that I was hanging out with I Mm -hmm. made the realization that those people I like no matter how many times I hung out with them like I didn't feel comfortable expressing my true authentic self like i didn't feel comfortable Mm -hmm, coming mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. them with a problem or crying Mm -hmm, to them mm -hmm. or being emotional emotionally vulnerable i think that's the goal it's like i wanted to have people where i could be emotionally vulnerable and not be judged and those people around me during that time in my life like they just they didn't have the skills. Um, we kind of just mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. hung out because it was convenient or because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we, I mean, I used to smoke a lot, you know? So that was, like, honestly the mm-hmm, main mm-hmm. <laughs> denominator right, between right. most of my friends is, like, we right. would just kick it to smoke. And right, right. I started realizing that the reason why I would smoke a lot was because... I was trying to suppress a lot like i was just not trying to deal Mm -hmm. or handle because i didn't have that Mm -hmm. support i didn't have that community that village Mm -hmm. and so that's when i really like started my journey and i started being mindful of like okay well who do i want like who do i want in my in my circle who do i trust and then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is going to sound so funny but i kind of tested you ryan
1: (laughs) oh no oh no i need to hear this (laughs) I need to yeah, do this.
0: I kind of tested you. I was like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe maybe Ryan could be someone I could trust. Maybe he could be my first village member, honorary. Then <laughs> he presented me with this with this idea, you know, and made me realize how important. Like, I'll just start with him. And right. I told you a secret, and I told you not to tell uh-huh. Savelle. And let me tell you, you and Savelle were like little butt buddies.
1: Right. <laughs> right no yeah so though that's my boy yeah. so <laughs> that's my boy
0: and then you didn't tell him you didn't tell him and then i was like oh okay i could trust him like he really can you tested
1: me <laughs> i honestly don't even remember what the text you're like saying this and i'm trying to think about what did you say
0: oh i mean if i if okay oh I'll, yeah you, I'll, can't can't you can't say it i can't say it on. right it's now because we're live
1: right <laughs> this is a this is a off off where we <laughs> finish recording and he texted to me
0: it was it was a gossipy secret so i'm not surprised you don't remember uh-huh. you're not you don't like uh-huh. to gossip that's one thing i learned about uh-huh. you very quickly oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah so that's another reason too why i learned i could trust you is that you're not into the drama you're very like oh, I, I see you as a matter of fact type of person um yeah i could <laughs> yeah. So then, when I found out, okay, he can keep secrets. I was like, oh, he's a he's a important person. Like, he's good to have in your village because it's very hard for, to trust people, or at least for me, right, it's,
1: right, it's difficult. Right.
0: Which is why I was always right. very much like me, myself, and I. Like, I can only trust myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's when I was like, okay, well, I have one member down. <laughs> oh, how many more I do I want to go? First
1: <laughs> member of your village
0: yeah that's
1: pretty good yeah that is pretty good i set the
0: standard high or what
1: (laughs) oh yeah you did so i mean i don't know how many people are in your village now but (laughs) that's wild
0: i mean from there it was Sara lee and jaime they also oh yeah yeah yeah. their reason for them is because like they've seen me at my worst and they've picked me up at my worst without really right, knowing right. me a hundred percent and mm-hmm, so i mm-hmm. value that type of loyalty
1: yeah not
0: my best friend obviously um maria mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. in my village my therapist
1: <laughs> oh your therapist made shout
0: out it, of course. to my therapist yeah there's just like a lot more other people who i can say that are part of this village oh morgan mm-hmm. do you remember morgan oh yeah yeah oh yeah definitely adding morgan to my village
1: oh yes oh that's pretty good yeah oh that's pretty good yeah. i feel like there's some catch-up stuff that <laughs> we just need to catch up on because i didn't know that you kept up with alina like that when i when i, when I saw your first podcast episode was alina i was like whoa <laughs> yeah i did not know that was a thing
0: i would add her to my village now that you bring her up <laughs> Yeah. Alina is very supportive of my journey. She acknowledges my journey. Like, that helps me feel validated. Because one of the things that my village brings me is validation. Like, so she always lets me know, like, yeah, you know what you're going through, maybe hard. And then she asks questions like, how can I support you? She asks, like, uh she randomly texts me and says like have a good day or like sending you positive vibes. You know like
1: Oh wow. Yeah.
0: And I That's do the, the type same. That's the
1: stuff that I just I just don't do. <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm still in the village, bro. I don't really. Oh can, my honestly, God. <laughs> honestly, I feel like you carry the team when it comes to our friendship <laughs> because I'm really bad about that. Yes. I am yes. so bad about You're like, so... reaching out and like.
0: Yeah. I'm still mad about um, my birthdays. You know, you never. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm bad about that. I'm just
0: kidding. This, I'm just kidding. Just I could care less. That <laughs> dates,
1: all that stuff. Yeah. All that all of that. My friends who are listening to this podcast are like totally vibing with you right now. They're like, yeah, Ryan. <laughs> you never say happy birthday to me, Ryan. Yeah, I think that's a pretty classic.
0: You don't own a calendar, bro?
1: <laughs> Dude, I just don't remember dates like that. It's just that's bad. what
0: the calendar is for because you write it down and you never have to oh, remember. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a
0: calendar guy. I know. I know you're not. You're. It's okay. It's fine. But that's the thing. It's like if someone is willing to be your friend, they have to understand who you are. And like you mentioned right, earlier, right. as you were looking for your village and as you were trying to form it, you were looking for that quality and you were looking for less for that quantity. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. asking yourself, like, why we are still friends? It's because you're a quality person. I believe you're a quality oh, person. Right.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that listeners? I am a quality person. All right. If there's ever any doubt, I just got the Roxy feel of poop.
0: I'm a weak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that matters to anyone really, but you know, it's it's important for me to acknowledge.
1: Oh yeah, I'll count it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fine, fine. yeah because I can come to you and you like I mean, I can hear it as we're recording this Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. session. It's like, there are times where we can get serious and really talk about the issue at hand. And then Mm -hmm. we can also Mm -hmm. be like laughing the next minute. And that to me is like so rare because I don't have to feel so serious all the time. Like I can feel like I'm having fun. Like, yeah, we're having Mm -hmm. this conversation, but also laughter is great.
1: Right. That's funny too, because like when you were talking earlier about, about like, Who's in your village and like you know, you know why? Why are why did they make it into your village and things like that? Uh-huh. I was thinking about like who's in my village and like why did they make it into my village and I was just thinking about how I have totally different. Well, no, not totally different, but I have different reasons for for the people that I think of as being in my village. Cause, and I was just thinking like, there's no. That requirement of like, oh, you need to find people with these qualities, and if they don't have these qualities, then they can't be in your village. Yeah, it's not like a so submit your application here. <laughs> oh yeah, right, right, right. That there's like some the minimum requirement. And then I was thinking about how how I can like kind of joke, but I can kind of be serious. Yes. I think naturally I'm more of a goofball. I think naturally, mm. I think I'm more. I like to just be more laid back and just kind of goof around. But. I think something that's really important or it's become really important to, you know, who I want to be and how I kind of want to live and how I want to be in my in my relationships is that like when it comes down to it and when when things are really bad or, you know, when it's really important that you can count on me being there, you know, like I maybe I'm not going to know how to fix it or maybe I'm not going to know what to say or, you know, I'm not going to know what to do, but at least I'll be there. Like, I think that's something that is, like, important to me because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like everyone needs someone like that. I feel like everyone needs someone who they can count on 100% of the time. And I think that's where kind of my seriousness comes in. I feel like...
0: You're a dependable person. You're reliable. You're in it for the long run. Like, when you commit to somebody, when you commit to a friendship, you make the effort. You're consistent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that sums it up nicely.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could totally agree because that's what you bring. <laughs> you bring consistency. You bring you're dependable. Loyalty. Yeah. And I'm big on loyalty. That ties into one of my values. Right. I mean I I'm right. like you. There's no there's no set of recommendation of like, oh, yeah, you have to check off <laughs> X, Y and Z. And then, boo, you're in Roxy's village automatically. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm the one right. who determines for what reason. And it's not always the same reason. For sure, I think my personal values. that's what helps me to determine. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, yeah, because I value loyalty. I kind of expect that from my village members, and I see it through their right. actions. Right. I mean, the fact that you're willing to do this podcast. <laughs>
1: that was on my mind. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, bro, I will do this podcast. This is something that's important to Rocky, dude. I will. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk, but I will do it, bro. I will do it.
0: That's a perfect example of loyalty, all y'all. Right now, you better start checking your friends so, on loyalty. They're not yeah. willing to do a podcast so, with you. If you're not
1: on this <laughs> podcast with Roxy. You're kicked out of the village. That's it. That's <laughs> about as that's about as uh, simple as it gets.
0: Oh, another thing I wanted to talk about was like, okay, when is it time to let like go of a of a village member? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When is it time? Because yeah, earlier bro. you mentioned how oh, if I man. had asked you years ago what your village looked like versus yeah. if I asked you today.
1: Yeah. 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 There have been some village members who got cut. Oh, <laughs> man. Ouch. Yeah. That was – yeah, it was sad, but I felt like it was necessary. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there were, there were people – who, you know, at, at different phases of my life were really helpful and really important to me. I, I don't think I would have made it without them, you know, like I, I think that those people were really important. But I felt like there were times when I was changing and I was growing and my my life was changing, my circumstances were changing it. Man, it's it's a messed up thing to say, but I really didn't feel like those those relationships were serving me. It's kinda of, it's messed up to say, but I feel like in a way that those relationships were kinda of holding me back. So there was a time when you know, like you were talking about earlier how you had had your um your like your smoking friends, uh-huh. you know. I think there was a there was a time when I was, you know, in my undergrad that I was I was smoking a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. I mean I think especially just because like I started out college as a music major and then I ended up, I ended up graduating with philosophy, and I mean, both of those majors, it's like a prerequisite to smoke weed, <laughs> and so like,
0: I was I mean, not like, aware of that. But thanks for that knowledge. Yeah, I mean,
1: think, I mean, when we were in music, we were you know getting high and just like jamming together with you know with my buddies and we would be practicing our whatever pieces we had to practice and uh-huh. we'd be smoking lots of weed and philosophy too some of my philosophy professors are literally saying like oh before you do the readings you should smoke a little weed but, you know <laughs> i'm like you know if my so professor it says it <laughs> yeah it's not even. it was like part of the homework basically yeah. where we're gonna smoke a little bit of weed um and so I feel like during that whole phase, honestly, and that just made part of my college was just a blur. Like I spoke so mm. much weed in college. Um, I feel that. The fact that that was, you know, something that was such a normal activity for me yeah. that, you know, meant that I was attracting, you know, a community that, supported that sort of lifestyle. Yeah. And so I think during during my undergrad I had a lot of friends who smoked a lot and, you know, just like smoking buds. And, you know, I had friends who, you know, we would smoke and we would, you know, jam and play instruments together. And then when I was studying philosophy my friend group who, you know, we'd smoke and just like have deep conversation. and we would just talk about everything and, you know, we would study together and, and everything like that, but, you know, I always kind of knew that, like, smoking weed is not, like, a, it wasn't going to be a lifetime thing for mm-hmm. me, that's not something that, you know, that's not something I want to do for the rest of my life. That's more something, you know, it's fun to, like, goof around and, you know, and, and smoke weed, but I, that's not something that I, I didn't think it was going to be sustainable. That's not something that, like, I I felt like I could do every day for the rest of my life and and live the type of life I wanted to live. And, you know, no judgment on on people who who do smoke lots of weed. It's just that, like...
0: It didn't. That wasn't for you. Like, you just didn't see you doing that for a long term. Yeah, that makes sense. I I can
1: relate. Right, right. And so, yeah, once I was getting closer to graduating, I started slowing down quite a bit. And then, uh, yeah, I kind of noticed myself, like, hanging out with that friend group less and less. Mm. And it was, re- honestly, it was a really sad time because I just felt like they're, they're really good people. And those were mm-hmm. are my buds. You know, we had a lot of memories and experiences together, and, and they're really great people. You know, like, when we would go to hang out, like, they would be smoking, and then, like, I'm not smoking because I'm, I'm trying to slow down on that. And, you know, it makes, it kind of made things, like, weird. That was, like, the thing that we did together. So oh, now that I'm not doing it yeah I don't know it just it just I don't know I just kind of felt like the dynamics were shifting a little bit and you know I started getting really into my health and going to the gym and I started rock climbing quite a bit instead of you know just getting out of class and smoking weed I was going to the gym and so that meant my my lifestyle was changing and and so the amount of time I was spending with them started changing and for a while we were kind of just hitting each other up to just check in with each other but um, yeah, I think it became kind of clear that we weren't as close as we used to be. And I still think about that. And every once in a while, I'll still send them text messages. But, like, it was kind of sad that, like, those were people that were really important to me. Those were people who, who helped me through hard times and helped, you know, people who I thought were lifetime friends. And yeah.
0: It's yeah, okay. it was really sad. It happens. But, yeah. Yeah, it totally happens. I mean, I, I for sure can relate. Um your lifestyle changed you, your time, your priorities were elsewhere. Therefore like your time for them changed, you know? And mm-hmm. I, th- I think mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. all totally normal. It's just for mm-hmm. some reason we, there's like this um, negative connotation to it or like this, oh, well they're good people. Therefore you should be friends with them. But it's like, no, it's also okay to be like, Hey, you're good people. And you helped mm-hmm. me during a time where I needed your support and now I'm moving mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. to something mm-hmm. different.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And It's
0: not necessarily better, it's just, it's different. Right. And I mean that, yeah. reframing it like that really helped me for when I was ready to move on from my previous circle of friends. I mean, I mm-hmm. cut out drinking, I cut out smoking, but mm-hmm. I cut it out like cold turkey at first. And then once I cut it out cold turkey, I noticed the same shift. People wanted to hang out Mm -hmm. with me less because we didn't have that one thing in common. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's fine. That just means I need to find new friends that Mm -hmm. can... Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, I need to find new friends that now have interest in what I'm doing currently in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's also, too, what helped solidify who my village members are. Because... Mm -hmm. I noticed who was supporting my changes. And then I noticed right. who necessarily wasn't. And, and it's not like they were saying, oh, what you're doing is bad. No, what I mean is, like, they were also not cheering me on. They were just not doing nothing.
1: <laughs> right,
0: right. And so right. then that's why it was easy for them to just kind of fall off. Didn't it didn't necessarily yeah. have, like, the breakup, you know, like, the sorry, we're not right. friends. Right, <laughs> right. It was right. just kind of more like, oh, we both have this mutual understanding that we're drifting and we're just kind of letting it happen.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. <laughs> like Loki. I didn't want to say it. It's, <laughs> I. But I. Just because, like, I felt. I don't know, because I still, I, I feel like I still have a ton of respect for them, and like, yeah, I still. I still really appreciate them yeah. a lot, and, you know, I, and I. But I, yeah, I didn't really feel like I was being supported, and I didn't really feel like they were happy with the fact that I'm trying to, you know, make changes and try to, you know, um, improve my lifestyle. Yes. And, yeah, so I think what you're saying is totally resonating with me that it's, like, yeah, it wasn't just the fact that, like, my life was changing. It was the fact that, like, I wasn't being supported in that.
0: Mm -hmm. You weren't receiving the support that you you needed. Yeah, Yeah, that's valid i mean yeah it's it's normal it's a part of life our as we begin to evolve as we begin to change it's also normal for our support system to change as well because it has to fit what Mm -hmm. we need at the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um something you said i wrote down i kind of want to ask you (laughs) so i want to ask you about your feelings ryan
1: (laughs) oh my favorite topic (laughs) (laughs)
0: i want to ask you what does it take for you to feel close to someone because something that you said was like oh i just didn't feel close to them anymore and then i was like hmm that's a good i was like that's a good point what does that look like for you what does that feel like for you like how do you know you're close to someone
1: i mean i'm thinking about i'm thinking about who are the people who i feel really close with okay and i'm thinking about what is it about those those relationships that that make me feel close with them, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know, I feel like it's it's different person to person, you mm-hmm. know, relationship to relationship. Because I think, you know, the things that make me and my parents close, for example, is different than the things that make me and, you know, my best friend close. Yeah, I, I think it I, I think it's different. But I think some things that are kind of standing out to me is like having spent time together and having having shared experiences and having, I don't know, just like having, like with my parents, my parents have known me, you know, my entire life. And, you know, the same goes with, you know, my my brothers and my cousins and everything like that. Like the fact that we've known each other for so long, I feel like they've seen me, you know, when I was a kid and they've seen me growing up into adulthood and they've seen me going through changes and things like that. I feel like, um, with my family, I feel like that's one thing that stands out to me, that they have a unique perspective on me that, that no one else could possibly have, right? That, you know, there's not a single person I'm going to meet in the rest of my life that's going to have that perspective because they weren't there, right? Yeah. Like, you know, um, but I think in terms of like what makes me feel really close, I feel like that, I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause I, I feel like that makes me feel really close with my family for the fact that they... They understand me in a different way
0: okay
1: um but then I, I don't know I think with my friends and especially like with my friend group right now and and like the people who I consider a part of my village I think feeling understood is like really important and and, and it goes both ways of like feeling understood and also understanding you know the other person in the relationship and uh, I don't know I, I, I I'm trying to think of like what does that entail, and I think that it just means like I think I've been I've been a lot better about being really open about my myself and my experiences and my um, just everything, my feelings. My I, I think that recently I've been really trying to make it a point to just be super duper honest with the people around me okay. and just try to be super duper transparent. And I feel like that's really Helped me find a really strong Circle of friends. And my friends Know that I'm going to be on this podcast So I know they're listening to this right now (laughs) I had told them a while ago that like Oh, you know, I'm going to be on a podcast and I'm going to be talking about uh, Relationships and things like that So uh, yeah, you guys should expect a shout out Oh, that's so sweet Yeah (laughs) Um, I think that I don't know when it happened but I just think that at a certain point I just decided that that I want to be super upfront and I want to be way more um not that I was being dishonest but I I think I was kind of more private about myself and about mm-hmm. my life and things like that. Yeah. And I think that um ever since I kind of made the like the decision to just be way more open and way more honest and transparent about like my life and my experiences I feel like that's really helped me feel really close in, in the relationships that I have now. I, and I don't know, I think, you know, part of that is feeling understood and, like, like my friends, they, they know me and, you know, they know, like, my tendencies and, you know, if I if I do something dumb or if I say something dumb, they kind of understand, you know, where I'm coming from or why I might have said said or done something like that. Yeah. But I think that also just, like, when you're super blunt and super honest like that, it, like, sparks a dialogue. You know, it's like – it almost, like, incentivizes – or not incentivizes, but it –
0: It invites the other person. It makes it more comfortable.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a lot more inviting for, for, you know, another person to just be – to be okay with being vulnerable and being okay with, you know, being very um, upfront about things. And so I I think that I've noticed that ever since that I've made that decision to be way more, um, way more open about my life and, you know, my past and also just like my present about like how I'm feeling all the time. I think that the conversations that I have with my friends have changed. And I think it has a lot to do with, with that mentality that I have about how I communicate. Yeah um and so i don't know i think it's funny that like when you when you ask me like um you know what what makes me feel close i feel like it's different with with my family than it is with my friends or i think you know maybe it's different relationship to relationship but um i think those are just some things that stand out to me
0: yeah and all of those are valid the most common thing is like you just being honest with yourself has allowed you mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with those around you mm-hmm. you're so yeah, I think you good at talking about your feelings just now, I just want to acknowledge that as your friend who has seen you, <laughs> who has seen you avoid your oh, feelings. yeah, that's
1: been a work in progress. I... Yeah, and you know, honestly, part of it is like because now I'm I'm in this master's program. Uh-huh. Um, I'm getting my master's in education, and the program is is focused on gender equity. Uh huh. And literally, my entire cohort is is all is all girls. Uh huh and learning about you know gender stereotypes and how we socialize boys and girls differently just made me realize like how stupid it is to to be so like private about those things or to feel weird about like talking about feelings or to be or or how taboo it is for a guy to be sensitive and things like that I don't know I think it just made me realize like that's really stupid yeah. not that I ever like like consciously was like oh I'm anti feelings. Never talked about <laughs> that. Or maybe I was like that. I don't know. Maybe I was like that. But I think, like, ever since I came into this program, I think it kind of just opened my eyes. So it's it's been something that has happened um, semi-recently. Oh,
0: uh, I'm I've so proud of way you. way
1: more comfortable. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I'm proud of myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm witnessing growth, and we're actually recording yes. this. This is beautiful.
1: <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Oh, actually... Um. Strike all that from the record. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: you're not allowed all to post that. Record, you don't have my right? permission. <laughs> this- <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> so yeah, I want to start um, wrapping up. Oh, oh my god, no. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is this why
1: is so funny <laughs> that I get to listen to this in real time.
0: No, you're,
1: like, you're about to do 20 takes right now. That's so funny, <laughs> Ryan. No. <laughs> i could just dude i could just i could just say a response and then you just like record that later i don't know
0: oh and insert it
1: oh have you not been doing that i thought that's something that you've been doing
0: no i usually record like one and done or i try to it's my yeah i try to one and done sometimes i'll sometimes do like i'll record it once and then like whatever's in there if i mess up or whatever then i'll go back and edit
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. so. That's why sometimes it might sound choppy because right. I blank, I right. cut where I'm like, oh. I never. It
1: never sounded choppy to Uh-oh. me. So that's that's good.
0: Oh, yeah. that is good. Dang, my I, editing yeah. skills, fire. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: that is. Yeah, that is good.
0: So, what advice would you give to those who are, I guess, starting to create their village or who want to maybe revise their village?
1: Hmm. Let me think about it. I mean you you said something earlier that I kind of just want to touch on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and you're talking about how like how important it is to be honest with yourself and like really comfortable with yourself and I and I feel like honestly looking thinking about my relationships I think that's that's really big. I I'm, I wouldn't have been able to to be so honest and to be so transparent in in my relationship had I not been so comfortable with myself and, and, you know, accept who I am. And, um, I don't know. I think just like learning to love myself, I think that, I think that's really huge. And I think that was really transformative. You know, just generally speaking, you know, that the first person that you need to have a relationship with is yourself. That's, that's really important. Oh, shit. You know, this is a hard question right now. Thinking about this, yeah, I'm thinking about a hell of shit.
0: Um, okay. Let me in your head. What are you thinking?
1: <laughs> okay. All right. I'm thinking about a bunch of stuff. Honestly, first of all, like you, you got to be able to communicate really, really well. That's true. You know, cause I, I think that's big because I, you know, no relationship is perfect and every relationship is going to get tested at times. And sometimes it's not going to be super good. You know, and you're going to butt heads sometimes or you're, you're not going to agree on things and like i think communicating how, how you're able to communicate is how you you're able to solve problems i think that's a prerequisite like being able to communicate really well is like really important to having successful relationships i mean another thing that comes to mind is who who you're getting in a relationship with it's so hard too because i feel like on one hand it's like you know you you're, you're coming in a relationship to get fed right that like you want a relationship that's that supports you and that that lifts you up and that that enhances your life in some way right I mean obviously you don't want to you don't want you know toxic relationships and things Uh like that and you know at the same time it's a two-way street where you know you need to be able to be accepting and to be able to work through things and to be able to you know, nobody's perfect and to be able to, you know, meet people where they are and and to be able to accept them for who they are and and, and work through things and things like that.
0: Yeah, I can agree for sure. You have to be able to accept them. I can relate to this because as a perfectionist, I have these unrealistic expectations of how things should be or how people should be. And I think that that's, that comes from a place of judgment rather than a place of understanding. And so if I want to have, healthier relationships and I want to have a relationship with someone who supports enough and enhances my life, then I also have to understand that they are who they are, and I have to accept them mm-hmm. rather than try to change them.
1: Mhm, yeah, 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 um, dude, I feel like I just I just started thinking about like a million different things that were just like <laughs> I just opened
0: think- a, a black hole <laughs> in Ryan's brain
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, like low of my brain it just started branching off in a million directions and I'm trying to keep track of all the branches right now. (laughs) Holy smokes. I, the only thing I can do is give advice from my perspective, From, from, from my, from my experiences, from my unique point of view, the the advice that I can give is only from, you know, what I've learned in my life and from my relationships. And so, you know, I was thinking about how, wow, I was just talking about, you know, communication being super important. And I think the reality is that's that's true for me and that's true for my relationship. And so, you know, I, I think take everything that I say with a grain of salt. But then I just started thinking about a million other things relating to relationships. And I've just been thinking about relationships in terms of like how do they serve me and like how to find relationships that are good for me, right? Or how to avoid toxic relationships and things like that. I think that it's so important to, to like remember that it's like a two-way street that like you know relationships are not just places where you go to get fed if you want a relationship to be successful that you also have to be someone who's nurturing somebody who is supportive and somebody who is contributing in some positive way um and i don't know why i was like when i was answering that question i just was thinking about everything that i've talked about in this podcast and i was like whoa everything i was saying was so filtered and like i didn't really think about that or like I didn't, I didn't like put a disclaimer or anything like that. But um, whoa, um, yeah, that was a trip. <laughs> that was a trip.
0: So first, I want to validate how you're feeling. You're totally valid in your emotions. <laughs> I actually went through a similar thought process earlier in therapy today where I keep telling mm-hmm. myself like I'm not the expert I'm not the expert I'm not the expert and then my therapist mm-hmm. was like actually I would argue and say you are the expert of your experience mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I was like oh pff, like mind blown <laughs> she's totally mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so yes I agree that The advice that you ever give or the things that you ever share, they're only going to come from your experience, your knowledge, like what you currently know in Mm -hmm. time. And it's up to other people to process in their own way. Like they don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have to process in the same way that you did.
1: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so,
0: I mean, I hope that all my listeners are aware that I... I'm just sharing my experience and I am not saying in any shape or form that I am right and other people are wrong. No, that is not what this Mm -hmm. podcast is for. I created this platform so that we could feel comfortable to be able to share our experience so that way, hopefully, Mm -hmm. it allows others to do the same, to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. my emotions and my experience are valid too.
1: Right, right. All right. Okay. All right. This just hit me. This has hit me. Okay, go. Um, okay, so I talked about, like, communication being big. Uh-huh. Now that I think about it, honestly, I think I think the communication was big for the fact that, you know I talked about earlier about how, like, changes the types of conversations that we have, and it changes the type of dialogue or, you know, how, how comfortable we are about sharing different types of different things and different, you know, kinds of information. hmm But if I was to summarize, like, what is one piece of advice I would give in terms of people trying to build their community mm-hmm. it's honestly like you really just have to be yourself you want a community who you can be your true authentic self because I think that so many times there are things that we have to do where we sort of have to deviate from that I think there are times when we we really do have to kind of deviate from who we really want to be you know in a professional way or mm-hmm. you know as a student or you know things like that you know I think that it's kind of easy to to kind of get away from being your true authentic self when you're talking about a support group and you're talking about like your village and like who are the people that you're gonna that you're gonna count on you want that group of people to be to be a group where you can you can really just be you you know and you can just and and that's like what makes it possible for you to be so honest and to be so upfront about things because it's just like there's no judgment at all because you know those those people accept you for exactly who you are and so you know I feel like if there's ever a situation where you feel like you have to contort who you are or you have to Mm. you know um you know if you have to like change your behaviors or you know if you have to kind of hide something from people like that should be an indicator that like that that might not be you know a great addition to the village because like you want your village to be a group of people who who accept you through and through and because those are the people who are who are going to be who are really going to be there for you
0: yeah and i really liked when you said um if you have something to hide then that may be not the best relationship yeah Yeah. it's so powerful thank you for your advice you're a very wise friend
1: (laughs) i hope that helps Honestly, I, I have no idea if that's right or wrong at <laughs> <laughs> my. There is no right or wrong <laughs> this is
0: only what you're willing oh, to share. Man yeah this is yeah, only based right, on right. your experience no one is right no of one course. is wrong you're not a toxic friend so you know <laughs> i think that a lot That's of people good. can learn healthy habits from you like i want to make sure that people see the healthy habits of the people that i bring on and then yes. i'll be sharing like my personal toxic tendencies and how i've grown to develop them <laughs> into more healthier habits <laughs> so this concludes this week's episode i want to thank you all for taking the time to listen and And I want to especially thank my friend Ryan. I didn't get to officially thank him after a phone call. So I thought now would be the best time.